Good morning friends, welcome to Connect Sunday. Mike, Linda and I are here together for what we call panel preaching. Good morning Mike and Linda. Good morning. Good morning. At first we just want to celebrate with you everyone that celebrated birthdays or anniversaries or any of that sort. We want to we want to celebrate with you and may God bless you. We trust you had a phenomenal day together with your family who you are with during this lockdown period. Friends, you will notice that today is, is, is a discussion and we want to invite you to join in in this discussion. After we have our Connect Sunday discussion together here, Mike and Linda will go live on Facebook as well. You just need to scroll up on the Facebook page and refresh because it's going to be on a different video clip. But throughout, as we discuss now, we want to invite you to ask questions via the comment section on this video clip. So feel free to ask questions about what we are speaking about and then afterwards Mike and Linda will answer those questions live. Mike, will you please take us through the theological foundations of biblical purpose? Excellent, Luan. Good to have you with us. It's been longer than a month that we've been apart, but uh, very, very much connected and uh, thankful for all the, the stuff that you've done over this past month. Friends, as we, as we look into this section, I was thinking about, I want, to, I want to preach with my mask, and then I thought maybe I should just put it over my head to protect my head from bad ideas as I preach. <laughs> but um, I'm not going to use the mask today. So we are talking about a topic in the Bible and something that I've noticed in the book of Acts as we've been studying through the book of Acts that I think is absolutely crucial for believers. Um, we're going to talk about what the Word of God says about our purpose as believers. And I just want to lay a theological foundation for this. And I want to tell you that in understanding this point, the way that I thought about it can determine the way you enter heaven. If you, under if you understand the point that we're going to talk about now, you will be able to enter heaven confidently instead of just seeing heaven as this is my way out. I'm just relieved to get out here and I will crawl into heaven. But I just want to get out of this earth. But if we understand this topic in the word, I think it will change the way that you relate to God. I think it will change the way that you relate to fellow believers. And it will change the way that you you'll relate to the world. Now, there's tensions in Christianity. If you, if you look at how to live the, the Christian life, there's tensions in Christianity that we have to think through in how to deal with it. The one tension is, I want to be a spiritual person, but I also like structure. Some people that's too spiritual resist structure. People that's too structural resist the spirit. The other one is grace and faith. I want to live by grace alone. And grace will save me. I don't have to use any faith. So the tension between grace and faith, the tension between sonship and servanthood. I am a son of God, but I'm also a servant of God. And what is the tension? Where should I reach? Where should I stay? And the thing that we're going to talk about today is, in line with that, is what are the privileges that I have as a child of God? And how can I live in that whilst pursuing my purpose that God has given me? So we're going to be focusing on purpose in the church world We've gotten into a mindset where people gravitate much more towards the privileges of being believers than what they do 
pertaining to the purpose that God's called us to. So I just want to ask you guys, just Linda, what do you think as we introduce this and as we go into this theological foundation? I think often when people are asking questions about purpose, um, they're so often looking for the individual purpose. Mm -hmm. And what am, why am I here? What has God called me to do? And I think there's a place where unless we look at the corporate purpose, the purpose that God has called us all for, mm -hmm. only then can we begin to look at what is our individual purpose. And it will be highlighted in that. Mm -hmm. Lord, your thoughts? Now for me as well, when I hear the word purpose, I always remember that there's sacrifice going along with purpose. And as we went through the Acts devotion, the, 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 the daily devotionals of Acts, we saw that these men, there were sacrifices and then in the end, they end up uh, with living in purpose that God called them to live in. And we're going to touch that as well as we go on. But that is just something that stands out for me. Is there's always sacrifice involved, even though it's not easy yeah. to, to, to want to, to know that. So. Yeah, it's interesting. I thought about it this morning that Jesus fulfilling his purpose cost him his life. And when we consider purpose, it is something like you say, it is sacrificial it's going to cost us something but we're going to look into that and i believe that we're going to give you a good answer now just just to get a theological base for this i don't think we need to choose either or either purpose or privilege is we need to have both embracing the one aspect of your god-given call will cause you to miss everything that you are called to be so if i only gravitate towards privilege I'm going to miss out basically on everything in my relationship with God, and I'm going to give you examples now. It's the same way and the same thing we see when people relate to only one aspect of Jesus' being, in Jesus being Savior, but they resist Him being Lord. You often see people like that, Jesus is my Savior but not my Lord, that struggle and the biblical examples here from the book of Acts is Cornelius in, in Acts 10. We see that Cornelius had a religious understanding of who God was. He knew he had to pray and he knew he had to give, but he didn't know why. So he was focusing on the fact that he needed to be religiously obedient to God. He didn't know Jesus as Savior and Lord. And then Nicodemus in the book of John. Nicodemus a Pharisee, someone that's very well versed in what the Bible says and the law, etc., etc. And he lived a very religious, rigid life. Yet he comes to Jesus at night and he says, Man, what must I do to have life? Because this, the way I live is purely rules. And friends, when we understand what we want to touch on here, the fact that we have privileges as believers as well as a purpose that God's called us to, it introduces romance into your relationship with God. It's not just rules. Because Nicodemus and Cornelius was living in a rule-based relationship with God. But when you understand that you have privileges and purpose, it introduces romance and joy. Because now I'm doing something with God. Let me take you to the Word. I want to give you three passages. Just to give you an idea of what, what we're talking about here. In the Old Testament... This is not a passage that I noted, I just thought about now. Abraham, God says to Abraham, I will bless you to be a blessing. I will bless you, privilege, to be a blessing, purpose. Exodus 20, and God spoke all these things. This is where God gives them 
gives the, the Israelites the Ten Commandments. He says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery, privilege. You shall have no other gods before me, purpose. Then we go to the New Testament. We see in Matthew 22, verse 36 to 37, Jesus gives his disciples the thing we call the great command. That's a privilege. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's a love command. That's a privilege because as, as believers, as sons of God, we are called into the privilege and the security of a love relationship with God. But then, Matthew 28, we get the great commission, which is, therefore, go and make disciples. Of all nations so we see the great command is privilege and the great commission is purpose now as we look in in the book of Acts that we're studying through now in our devotional Acts 1 verse 8 but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you privilege all of us want power all of us want power to control our circumstances to, to keep the stuff in our lives that makes us happy and to reject and push the stuff away that makes us unhappy. And then, again, like what we've seen here, Jesus introduces purpose. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Purpose. Friends, as we consider the fact that God did not just call us to become His sons and daughters, he called us to become stewards as his sons and daughters. Then we can start embracing purpose. And as we study the Bible, I referred to it at the beginning. I think this understanding will have a massive impact on the day we open our eyes in eternity and we look God in the face. If I've walked in my purpose, if I've embraced the privileges that, he get, that He's given me, as well as the purpose that He's given me, I will be able to look Him in the face and I will hear those words that every single one of us wants to hear. Well done, good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. Friends, we need to consider as believers and as disciples of Jesus Christ, not just our privileges, but we need to be very clear about the fact that God called us to a purpose. And in this temporal life of ours, as I engage with that purpose, as an individual, let's look at individual purpose. If I engage with my God-given purpose on an individual level, what does it produce? It produces worldly blessing, it produces worship unto God, and it produces eternal reward. Those are the three things that when we understand our individual purpose, it produces earthly blessings, worship unto God, and eternal rewards. But now, as we embrace our purpose corporately as a church, you are a member of this church or you are looking at this video clip and you're considering who, where am I a member of? I want to ask you to make that clear in your mind and make a decision about this. But then we move into corporate purpose as well. Because as we studied in the book of Acts, we see the, the church in Antioch, how the church together lived out their corporate purpose. Because the same way that we have privileges and purpose as individuals, the same way a church has privileges and purpose. And that is why we call people to serve. That's why we call people to be involved, to be connect group leaders, to, be, to reach out to the lost. Because we don't just want to be as a church, this spiritual huddle 
that keeps people happy and in privilege. We want to be a place where the church develops into a, a corporate place where we can together fulfill our corporate purpose of making disciples, of planting churches in every nation. So that's just, in a way, a theological snapshot and motivation for us talking about purpose specifically. So as we were talking through this, just thoughts from you guys. It's, it's incredible how, while you were going through this and how it's just, it's interesting how it all starts small and it zooms out and focuses on a much bigger purpose than yourself. And for me personally, when I think about purpose and my own life, you know, walking with God, spending time with Him, getting to know who my Father is, how that developed from a place of, you know, being in God's presence, how being in God's presence flows out into me walking in my purpose, the God-given purpose that God has over my life, but then He can use me better in the corporate manner of walking in purpose with the people He, he put around me. Uh, like can I put you on the spot with you? Yes. I was, uh, I was thinking, as, you saw, as you're talking about that, and I know we spoke about this yesterday as well, but just, I know that you were working for Urban Econ, you were successful in your corporate pursuit of where you were going, and there was a time where you decided to give up your job, give up your income, and in faith step into God's calling for your life. Just talk us through that. Mm -hmm. Tell us about what you were doing in Urban Econ before mm -hmm. you, were, you made the decision, during the decision, and how you decided to step into the purpose that you feel God called you to. Yeah, so as Mike said, I first worked as a development economist in a corporate business that's in line with what I studied in university as well. Um, but there was a time before that, about three years before that, that I started to feel this urgent call in my heart to go into full-time ministry. And how that looked and what that meant, I didn't know. Um, but then, specifically in the year 2017, I just started to spend more time with God. I, I, I was going into scripture, I was really seeking his face in this matter of what, what it is that he's calling me into. And I remember spending time with, with, with people like Mike, with Mike himself as well, we were spending time, I was asking the, you know, the difficult questions, I was going into scripture, I, was, I remember specifically, and I'm, I'm now taking it back to how did I hear God's voice in this, is I remember specifically how one morning I was reading uh, in, in uh, about Peter, you know, the familiar incident where Peter walked on the water and how God was speaking to me through that, that story, how he's calling me to walk on the water and not look at the, the waves around me and the storms around me. I need to leave my boat and follow him and keep my eyes on him and he will ensure that I will not sink because there were sacrifices and challenges that I was trying to push away from, like financial struggles and things like that, for instance. And, but that was, God was speaking to me while I was seeking His face, while I was spending time with Him, while, while I was being in His presence, He was like calling me into a direction that I could only get from spending time with Him and also spending time with the people that he placed in my life, like Mike and Linda, and people like my family, my, 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 my parents, you know, calling them, asking them to pray with me, 
people that I consider my brothers and sisters in Christ praying with me about this decision as well. But I need to add, Mike asked that, um, what, was I, what was I doing before that? And I wasn't, I was still, you know, serving and worshipping God in the way that I conduct myself in my local church family, making disciples, leading connect groups, reaching out to people, serving in church, none of that changed. But he was spending time with him, he guided me into the direction, part of the bigger purpose that he has for me individually and also to place me into the bigger purpose corporately that he has for me and my family. Um, that does that, that's good. Yeah, I think if we, for me, as I'm listening to Luan, one of the things that, that always stands out for me is how if we do the little things, and that's the one thing that throughout our devotional has come through, is the little steps of obedience. If we are obedient with the little things that God constantly asks us to do, how He gives us greater things to do. And the next step of obedience becomes a bigger step of obedience. And I think that, that one of the things that Luan is, is highlighting here is the whole thing of the corporate purpose. He was serving in his local church, he was making disciples. And let's not forget that our main purpose is to make disciples. What that looks like for us as individuals might be slightly different, but it remains our main purpose. And it's within that purpose of making disciples like I said earlier, that God begins to focus on our individual path. And um, too often, and I'm sure you guys have experienced it as well, is people constantly ask, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? But they're not obedient in the little things that God has already asked them to do. Um, for example, the basics. If we look at the people in Acts, if we look at the apostles and the disciples, um, one of the first things we see is they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were water baptized. Now, if you're sitting here this morning and you're asking that question about purpose, but you haven't been water baptized and you haven't been filled in the Spirit, then two of the, for me, most crucial, as Mike says, critical aspects of being a disciple yourself is missing. And if we can't be obedient in those little steps that God is asking us to do, how can He entrust greater things to us? How can we make disciples of people if there are things that we're not doing in our own lives? And there was one of the verses that really stood out for me um, this past while that we've been doing Acts, and that was Acts 9, verse 31, where it said, So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit it multiplied and that's one thing that, that I could truly see even in Luan's life as he was just sharing his testimony even though he moved onto water because the journey of the financial raising partnership and all of that is truly a, a walking on water moment but as he did that he had peace because he knew his God. And that for me is where it says here, and walking in the fear of the Lord. When we are in God's presence and we spend time with God, we have that fear of him, that reverence of who it is that we serve. 
And at the same time, one of the incredible privileges, like Mike was speaking about, was the comfort of the Holy Spirit. That peace and that comfort that we feel when we are walking in obedience and doing what God has called us to do. One of the other really important points I just want to touch on was when Luan spoke about the people that was around him. If we look in Acts, the apostles were surrounded by people that they trusted. Even when they were criticized by the Hellenists, they took the criticism and they corrected their faults. Are we humble enough to say, put our hands up and say, okay, you're right, I made a mistake. Let me fix this. What is God saying? Are we humble enough to take God's correction? Um, if we think of Peter, I mean, here he's sitting on the roof of his house. This tablecloth is spread before him. Can you imagine the mind shift that must have happened in this man to go from, I will not touch or eat anything unclean, to God telling him, but you can. This is fine. And because of that obedience, the Gentile church grew. So this morning, we really want to encourage you to hear God's voice, spend time with Him, know Him so that you can hear Him. Be obedient in the little things. If we look at the church in Acts, they were obedient, they cared for each other, financially they tithed and they gave above and beyond what was expected. Are we being faithful? with our finances before God? Are we being obedient in the little things? Mm. There's, a, there's a way that you can look at purpose, and Linda referred to that as that every single one of us is called to the same steps of obedience when you become a child of God. Every single one of us needs to get saved. You need to bow your knee before Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Every single one of his disciples needs to be baptized. Friends, and I know in our culture that's offensive. Our religious culture has, has, has taught us that baptism in water is something that happens when you're a baby. And I cannot see biblical evidence to that, except the fact that they had to be, uh, the, the males had to be circumcised. But the fact that Jesus was circumcised and baptized teaches me something. That if Jesus got baptized, it should be good enough for me. The next thing that Linda mentioned is baptism in the Holy Spirit. The next thing in, in Acts 2 is being added to a local family. Friends, there's many basics, basic general dynamics that will impact the way that you live out your purpose and your destiny in Christ. And we want to encourage you to be obedient with the little things, the general things. What is another general thing? Is every single one of us is called to make disciples. I am a pastor, so let me rephrase that. I am called to make disciples, and my job is a pastor. Okay? Brett, our faithful cameraman, is, uh, is called to make disciples, and he is an engineer. There, there are people in our church, Stephen is called to make disciples and be a teacher. So the thing that defines us is the call of God on our lives that will pull us into God's destiny and purpose. Friends, understanding this thing called purpose will free you. It will give you confidence. 
Because when I walk in my confidence, when I walk in my purpose in the little things, it's obedience in the little things, like Linda said, financially. I have in this season where everyone is scared of finances. Listen, all of us will be uncomfortable, but I can be at peace in my discomfort. Or I can be hopeless in my discomfort. So when we pursue as a church together our corporate purpose and as individuals our individual purpose, it brings a confidence in you that you have before God. Friends, and there's nothing that frees us more than a confidence in your relationship with God. If we neglect our purpose, if we choose to gravitate towards only the privileges that Christianity presents, that the church presents, if you gravitate only towards the privileges, you will constantly be uncertain. And let me just draw it back to where we started. The thing, this illustration struck me since yesterday night. I've constantly been thinking about it. So I truly believe God is just laying it on my heart. Our understanding of the fact that God calls us to walk out our purpose of being disciple makers, being sons and daughters of the Most High God, will determine how you enter heaven. I do not want to enter heaven just scared and ashamed and just hopeful that I will make it. I want to one day walk into heaven, look Jesus in the eye, and carry the crowns. That's what Revelation teaches us, is that when we walk into heaven, you will have crowns in your hand. And what you will do with those crowns is you will throw it before His feet, fall on your knees, and you will worship Him with confidence. Friends, and that is the thing that we just want to, to nail down. And I want to encourage you, like Luan said, if there's any questions about this, if you are struggling with this, you might be like Nicodemus or like Cornelius, you know a lot of religion, but you're struggling to find life in your relationship with God. Friends, that is what God will call you into. And maybe you are listening to this, this panel preach specifically for that reason, that you can move from religion into a living relationship with God where you can have confidence freedom, access to God, access to an incredible spiritual family. So I really hope this helped you. I don't know if there's any any thoughts to cap it. Luan, you want to add something? I just I'm thinking of when we find our purpose, there's something that happens in our identity. When I say find your purpose, I mean like you know that you are walking where God is calling you to walk and with the people God is calling you to walk with. A person that's walking in purpose amidst the, you know, the sacrifices is a person fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And that is basically what Michael also said. There's a peace. Even though the, if there are troubling times around you, you are at peace because you know you are walking with your God in purpose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And often people say, can I miss my purpose? I've had that question as well. What, if, what about the wrong turns I've taken? And, the, my sin and the things I've done wrong, can I have missed my purpose? And as you were saying that, the character that came to mind was Jonah. I mean, he was blatantly disobedient. He purposefully went in the opposite direction of his purpose. But God found him at the bottom of the ocean in a whale. And he set him back on the right path. And that for me is always such an incredible encouragement that when we humble ourselves and we cry out to God, no matter 
what we've done, no matter what path we're on or how far away we are from that purpose, one single cry out to God can place you in the right direction again. And those steps of obedience to get you there. Um, and that for me is just, it's, it's just so encouraging. And that, that fulfillment that you feel. I mean, for Mike and I to be in Elspreet, um, I said to someone the other day, for the first time in a very, very long time, I truly feel that I am exactly where God wants me to be. And that fulfillment that comes from that, it's, it brings so much peace. Mm. I want to, we, we can go on with this, but we're not going to, I promise you, <laughs> we'll be done in two hours. But um, <laughs> I want to, I want to give you a few verses out of Acts. Acts 11 verse 23. And listen to the purpose statements in these, in these verses. Acts 11 verse 23. Barnabas exhorted the believers, the new young believers, to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. Acts 12 verse 25. And Barnabas and Saul returned when they completed their service. They fulfilled their purpose in the place that God sent them to. Acts 13, we read about the church in Antioch that was a prolific church planting church. Friends, we want to encourage you to not just pursue God's privileges that, that Christianity would offer you. But we want to encourage every single one of us that as disciples of Jesus Christ, that we embrace the privileges, that we live in the security, that we enjoy, enjoy your time in the Word, enjoy hearing God's voice, but also at the same time to say, God, I find such security here. Now, out of security, Lord, I will go to a place where I feel a little bit insecure because I know you'll find me there. Friends, what a joy to serve a God that saved our lives. And maybe this morning, the purpose for you seeing this panel preach is for you to hear and to understand that God calls you into a living relationship with Him. And I trust that if you feel God is calling you to submit your life, if you feel that you are stuck in religion, please let us know. Send us a message. You can get our numbers We'll put it on this little video clip and send us a text and we would love to talk to you because God's purpose for your life is that you will be perfectly secure and incredibly powerful in the calling that He has for you. We trust that this, this uh, panel preach blessed you. God bless you. Have an incredible week and uh, we will be in touch. Be faithful with your connect groups. We will continue with our morning devotionals. I trust that you're enjoying it and yes, We'll see you soon. Yes, remember that Michael and I will be answering your questions now on Facebook Live as well.